The same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same power that put Christ at God's right hand in heaven is the same power that's available to you in every circumstance and situation you ever have faced, will face, or are going to face. That same power. The scriptures are talking about grace. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Master. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. God's Word and God's grace. What I want to do today is I want to help us to understand that God's grace is not necessarily the grace that many are preaching today. Don't get me wrong. It is, but it's only part of it. Because part of it is the part that he has completely done. The other part of it is the part we leave undone, and that is living a life in Christ. Are you okay? The New Testament has a name. From, Gen- uh, from, excuse me, from Matthew to Revelation, it is called the gospel. It's not just the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but the entirety of the New Testament is called the gospel. The gospel is not a name that was used readily in Bible days when they uh, were writing the Scripture stuff, except by the writers of the book. Paul used the name gospel three times more than any other writer in the New Testament. And the reason he did is because he understood something that potentially the rest of them did not or God did not anoint them to write. But I believe today that the gospel, how many here want to grow? Okay, those of you that didn't raise your hands, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Folks, we, we... we, it's not a matter that we need to grow. We have to grow. I've had people say, well, I, Pastor, I never pray for patience. Because, you know, I go through troubles when I pray for patience. Can I tell you? You can pray for it. You don't have to pray for it. You're going to still go through troubles. In this world, the Bible says, you're going to have troubles. But Jesus said, in me, you're going to have peace. In this world, you're going to have problems. What? Why do we think it's strange that when we go through struggles, we, we go through difficulties? The Bible says all over the place we're going to. But God gave us something. He gave us His grace. You know the reason most of us don't understand His grace? is because we don't know His Word. 
I try to put as much in your notes as I can, but I want us to grab a hold of something today, and it's a statement that's in your notes. The gospel is literally one of the most misunderstood messages of the Scripture. And I'm going to make a hard statement right now. The church today, for the most part, is not preaching the same gospel that Jesus preached. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, look what it says. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Stop right there. Why are most Christians ashamed to stand up for their Christianity? Because they don't understand the next phrase. It, thank you, it is the power of God that brings salvation. The gospel is the power of God. Okay. I'm just making sure it sets over here. I'm going to come over here now. I'm an equal opportunity preacher. The power of God, or the gospel, is the power of God. So I have to ask the obvious question, why do most Christians walk around powerless? We don't know God's Word. It is the power of God, look at this, that brings salvation. Okay, I understand. I get saved because of God's Word. I understand. No, you don't. Brings salvation. Salvation is not an instantaneous or a one-time thing. Yes, you get saved. But you're continually being saved I don't know about you when I got saved I wasn't always as pretty as I am right now where are the ushers when I need them Eric will you come up and take care of my light work for me folks when I was a sinner I was a good sinner but can I tell you something? When I became a Christian, I was bound and determined to be the best Christian I could possibly be. And the only way I could do that is by coming to understand the grace of God. To everyone who believes. Look at somebody and say, I think he's going to preach to me today. I think he's going to preach to me today. Okay, so the gospel is called the power of God. Now, I didn't put all your scriptures in your notes, folks, and I got a ton of them to go through. You know why? I don't want you to hear the word according to Pastor Tim. I want you to hear the word according to God. Okay? So I want you to open your Bibles to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1. Now, just so you know, so I don't have to flip through my Bible and stuff while you all are doing that, I have written it down on another page of paper. Page of paper okay? Ephesians chapter 1. Okay? You go to Galatians, and you go next door, and you get Ephesians. Okay? So, are you there? Okay. Praise the Lamb of God. This is, I got a lot of scriptures, so that's why I don't want to flip 
through everything here. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start with verse 17, and I'm going to read down through verse 20, okay? Ephesians chapter 1, 17 through 20. And the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, how? In the knowledge of Him. Not the knowledge of church, but in knowing Christ, who is our righteousness. So let me go on here. Verse 18. I'm, I'm, I'm reading this out of a New Living Version. Okay, it's just only because it just it reads good. Uh, King James and New King James and NIV, that's fine, but listen to what it says here. I pray, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, okay? Remember the same church at Ephesus we talked about, the first church of Revelation? I pray that your hearts will be able to understand. Now, let me ask you, logically, why wouldn't I be able to understand? Because I can't or because I won't? I pray that you will know about the hope given by God's call. Okay? What is God's call? To everyone who would believe. Everyone who believes, God said, would be saved. Okay? The hope of God's call. I pray that you will see how great the things are that He has promised those who belong to Him. Look at Paul's kind of driving this, this whole thing home. He said, God wants to give you wisdom in what? In church? God wants to give you wisdom in Christ to understand what this gospel this power of God is really to avail in all those that believe. Are you with me so far? Okay, let's go on here. I pray that you will know how great His power is for those who love and trust. They put their trust in Him. Now I want you to focus on verse 20. Okay, verse 20. It is the same power. That problem you're going through, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to you. The power that defeated death, hell, and the grave, the same power is available to you. The power that causes devils to tremble. I, I'm always amazed. Well, I believe in God. Well, yeah, it's wonderful. The Bible says the devils in hell believe too, and they tremble. But we don't. We just do what we want. Did you turn my mic off, Kathy? You didn't. Okay. This is a true statement, ladies and gentlemen. And can I tell you why? Because we have a concept of grace that isn't biblical. Now, I'm going to get into that concept because it's a valid concept. But there's so much more to it. Can someone say amen? amen? The same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same power that put Christ at God's right hand in heaven is the same power that's available to you in every circumstance and situation you ever have faced, will face, or are going to face. 
that same power. You say, well, Pastor, what are you talking about? The scriptures are talking about grace. We often see when you you got different versions of the Bible, you go out and do a word search. There is something that's kind of interesting. You will see the word gospel and the word grace as synonymous terms, interchangeable depending on the translation. This is why Paul was able to be written to from the Lord when he was going through the struggles that he was going through that God gave to him to go through. Well, that's popular preaching, isn't it, Susan? God gave him this messenger of Satan to buffet him, to torment him. But what did God say? My grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in your weakness. What is he saying? Very simply, when you can't do it, that's the only time you'll look to him to do it. The problem that we have is we think that we can do it without him. Can somebody say amen? amen. Now, I want to just dogleg real quick, real quick. If y'all wonder what dogleg means, you ever look at a dog's hind leg? It kind of goes out like that and then back. I'm taking a dogleg here. Then I, right here is where I'm at. I'm going over here, and then I'm coming straight back to where. Okay. Yeah. If you're not Southern, you don't quite get it, but that's okay. L- listen to me. Matthew chapter 24 talks about the end times. And in verses 4 and 5, or actually 3, 4, and 5, the, the disciples took him aside and said, Lord, what are the signs of your, rec- of your coming? And verse 4, it said a very interesting statement. When Jesus was asked, what are the signs? Now, I talk about a different gospel. Listen to me. What are the signs? And the first thing Jesus says, be careful that no one deceives you. Because they're going to start preaching many Christs. Many Christs. This is Matthew 24. It's not in your notes, so you guys got to write it down. Verses 4 and 5. He said, don't be deceived. There's one Christ. There's one gospel. One power of God unto salvation. Acts chapter 20. This is in your notes. None of these things move me, nor do I count my life here, dear, but I, that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to do what? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. It's interesting when you look at it. Most, well, it's, it's good news. That's exactly what it is. But it's got a whole lot of power attached to it, which is the only way you can live the good news. Now, to go back from Matthew 24, I segue over to Galatians chapter 1. Look what it says here. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to what? A different gospel. These are all things that are talking about people that knew the Lord, but sometimes the Lord's road isn't that easy to walk. So we just take a sidestep. Oh, this is nice. Oh, it's nice and big. 
I got lots of room over here. I don't have to be messed around with all those people crowding in and saying, you know, we're supposed to live this way or we're supposed to live that way. You know, that other place was a little too tight for me, a little too narrow for me anyway. Oh, yeah, that narrow is the way. And broad is the way. Folks, I think I better hang on that narrow path. It might be a little bumpy, but it's going to get you to your destination. Can you say amen? amen. Okay. Grace today is not always the grace of the Bible. Let's jump into it. Now what we see is we see that if we're going to understand the gospel, we must understand grace. In doing this, we will begin to understand the power of God in our life, which is the Word of God. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there's times that I read this Bible, and I don't like some of it, because some of it just flat, it don't step on my toes. It, it, puts, it puts full throttle on my toes. I'm thinking, God, ouch. And God said, that's okay. I'm going to help you. I'm going to make your feet stronger so you don't fall any longer. You can stand more firm. God's Word, this is in your notes, God's Word says God's grace is God's power to set people free. Now I'm going to take you to some Scripture that's not in your notes again, so write this down, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Remember I talked about, he said, it's the power of God unto salvation to those being saved. Okay? Look what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Get your Bibles, verses 1 through 4. Now I remind you, brothers, the gospel I preached to you, which you received. See, it's not just enough to preach it. It's got to be received. The gospel that I preached to you, which you received, and in which you stand. Do you see the picture? It's not enough for us to hear it. You've got to receive it, and then you've got to stand firm in it. And look what it says here. By which you are being saved. Does that say that in your Bible? In which you are being saved. And then it puts this little caveat in there. If you hold fast to the word that you've received, unless you have believed in vain. Man, it's quiet in here. Okay, some of you all have different versions, so I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you would hold fast the word which I preach, unless you have believed in vain. And then he goes what? How's he validate what he's saying? 
He said, I've just preached, first and foremost, most important, what I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried and rose the third day according to the Scriptures. See, Paul did not validate what he was saying just on his word. What did he validate it with? God's word. So what are we to validate our lives with? God's word. So God's word says God's grace is the power of God that sets people free. A couple years ago, we went into in-depth of uh, 16 chapters in a book called Romans. One of the most incredible books, when I tell people how to read the Bible, how to start reading the Bible, I always point them first to the book of John, okay? And uh, we, we, that's, that's, not a, that's a no-brainer. Everybody usually points. We're actually starting a, a New Believers Discipleship class here in the next few weeks. And in that, we're going to do something just much more than that. We're going to take you from John to Genesis to Exodus to, uh, to Romans and Revelation. We're going to take you through all of those books and just to help us to what? Apply God's Word in and for our lives. Well, we did this, this, uh, this course on the book of Revelation, and what I love about Revelation, it is one of the most simplistic term, or books written that all who would could understand the gospel. But unfortunately, most people misunderstand God's Word. The word gospel seldom, seldom is explained from the way this term right here that I I love, and it's one of those interesting terms, but I like it. It's called the too-good-to-be-true news. The too-good-to-be-true news. You mean all I got to do is accept Jesus and live for Him? Yeah. The problem is, is we're being taught, all you got to do is pray a prayer. It doesn't matter how you live. Well, Paul said, except you believe in vain. Am I making any sense this morning? Okay. Paul understood, and it's on the screen, in God's Word, that it was God's grace that was given to set the captive free. Let me give you some passages of Scripture. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. It's not in your notes. Write them down. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, grow in grace. Well, if that's all i got to do is just get saved, and I'm saved, and you know, what do i got to grow in? The Bible says, grow in what? Grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And therefore, my son, be strong in what? The grace that is in our Lord Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. You getting a little bit different picture about grace here? All of God's power abound towards you that you, having all sufficiency in all things, will have the abundance and the ability to do all good works. Folks, I don't know about you. That's a lot of all. 
And God said, it's my power that gives you the ability to do this. Over in 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 8, I thank my God always concerning you, listen, for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and knowledge, uh, even the testimony of Christ that was confirmed in you, that you would fall short of nothing. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given. Romans chapter 12, 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that was given to you. You think grace might be a little bit more than this sliding into heaven stuff? 1 Peter 4, look what it says. As each one of of you has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards, and I love this, of the manifold grace of God. That bears good preaching. The manifold grace. Well, I thought I had to use this. Believe in grace. Let's go back to Romans 1. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. For in the gospel, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Let me translate the terminology. In the power and grace of God, the righteousness of God is revealed. Did you know the power and grace has a name? That name is Jesus. His righteousness is revealed. And it's a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, by faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Righteousness, ladies and gentlemen, the ability to get and stay righteous. It's not just the fact of getting saved. Well, that's all I got to do is pray a prayer and everything's fine. No, we have to walk this walk, but that's where the trouble begins. Okay, it's getting quiet again. Maybe I'm just talking to me. I'm going to talk to me right now. That's where the trouble begins. You know, you're walking this whole thing out. Pardon me. I just got to talk to me for a second. You got to walk this thing out. And every once in a while, you stumble and you fall and you have to. I'm talking to myself for a second. It's just me. Hold on a second. And you know, I'm having these troubles and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. Oh, your grace is. Uh... Oh, now I can talk to you again because you like that verse. Oh, you mean, God, I got to do nothing and you'll do everything? Folks, he did everything. Now you got to live everything. Can somebody say amen? Pardon me when I take a sip of my coffee. Somebody told me, Pastor, you can't drink coffee Sunday morning. Folks, you hang around me, I drink coffee. Morning, noon, night, I just... See, righteousness is never revealed by law or good deeds. It's always revealed 
through faith. It's not what we do, it's what he's done. Can somebody say amen? amen. Sin won't stop the power of God. But listen to me, your good works will. If you think your good works is making you good enough, it'll stop the power of God. Because God will say, why do you need me? You see what you tell God? And I, and I talk to people all the time. Well, you know, I think, I think God will just kind of weigh it out. You know, a little fulcrum. He'll move it a little bit because that's what grace is. He'll just slide it this way if I mess up too badly. Or slide it that way. If, no, no, no. What grace is, folks, is God's ability to keep us righteous. It's to get us righteous by grace through faith. And it's to keep us righteous. Can somebody say amen? amen. Okay. How do you stop the power of God is when you tell God, I don't need you. And I don't need God if I can be good enough. See, that's what righteousness revealed faith unto faith means. That God, you're going to give me the faith today, and you're going to give me the faith tomorrow, and you're going to give me the faith the next day. You see, God said, I'll give you the measure of faith every single time you need it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it's on the screen. For by grace are ye saved. It doesn't say by faith you're saved. It doesn't say by praying a prayer you're saved. It doesn't say by accepting salvation are you saved. What's it say? By grace you are saved. By God's power at operation in your life, through faith are you saved. It ain't about you. It's about Him. I'm trying to. I'm trying to preach it. And look what it says here. I put it in blue just so y'all could really get the emphasis. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. This is why I call it the nearly too good to be true news. I know there's some people that say, well, you know, Pastor Grace doesn't give people a license to sin. Well, can I tell you something? Last I looked at, nobody needs a license to sin. They do it really well whether they got a license or not. They just kind of just go for it. But we get this idea that somehow our job is to make people aware of their sin and God's wrath. Can I tell you something? They already know. You don't have to make them aware of it. The problem that makes them upset is you show up and you're living a righteous life and all of a sudden the light of God's glorious gospel starts shining on them. And because they don't know that they can be set free by that light, all that light doing is exposing them like a bunch of cockroaches. You see a bunch of roaches? You show up and all of a sudden the light, they just fly. Well, that's what happens to people. You show up and you're living a godly life, you're living a righteous life. Oh, you're one of those goody two-shoes, aren't you? See, what's happening is God's just shining a light in their darkness, and instead of them receiving it, they're fleeing from it. And the way they flee from it is by attacking you in it. And so what do you do? You lousy, rotten sinner. You terrible whole. Yeah, step on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my wife that said that. Just step on that sucker. Yes. Come up here, honey. We're going to preach to each other for right now. It just, it's, <laughs> they, but that's what we think. We think we're, we're there to get people's hearts right. And we're supposed to get people right. That's not our job, folks. Our job is to preach the truth. His job is to set them free. Their job is to let them. 
Our job is just to live a life that lets the light of God shine through us. Can somebody get excited? You see, they already know they're sinners. They already know they're messed up. All they want is not somebody to shine a light to condemn them, but shine a light that will show them there's a way out of their condemnation. Look at Romans 1.18. God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their unrighteousness. Look what it says here, the next line. They know the truth because God makes it obvious to them. They know the truth. God has written on everyone's heart the truth. When you got saved, nobody had to tell you you're a vile, rotten, lousy, no good, whatever sinner. You knew you were. Oh, they might have said that. But they didn't have to because you already had the book. But here's the problem. The problem is I got three more pages and I got no more minutes. Here's the problem. Is that we still think we can do good enough. God says, no, it's my kindness, it's my goodness that causes you to turn from your sin. That's what Romans 2 verse 4 says. God's goodness, God's kindness, and all he wants you and I to do is live that life. A great struggle that we have is that too many Christians are trying to become like the world thinking they're going to better reach the world because they're not condemning the world. Folks, the Bible says the world is condemned already because they chose not to believe in the only begotten Son of the Father. Pastor, where does it say that? John chapter 3, verse 17. Because they've chosen to not accept the truth. The truth that could set them free. We are not called, ladies and gentlemen, to convict people of their sin. We are called to convince them that there's only one way to become a righteous person like you're striving to be, and that is by putting Christ first by faith. And you know how you do that? Through the Word. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. If y'all don't mind, we'll pick this up next week. Can I do that? Amen. Say, Pastor, why don't you just keep preaching? Because I hear the stomachs of hunger crying. <laughs> no, honestly, it's because I respect your time. I really, I try very diligently, you know, to, to get things in a good opportunity of time. Because I understand your head can only absorb what your butts can handle. <laughs> can I say that in church? <laughs> Jazzy, I'm not sure. 
<laughs> well, Jazzy's just sitting back saying, yep, that's Pastor Tim. That's, that's, he hasn't changed. We sang an incredible song a few moments ago. Can I take you into this incredible word? Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirits and joint and marrow, is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God is searching to help you to realize it's only His grace that can deal with that garbage you deal with. The problem is we don't turn to Him. We turn every other way. Even though God tells us in Isaiah 55, so shall my word be that will go forth out of my mouth and it will not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that thing that I caused it to go and pleases me and it will prosper in the thing that I sent it to do. Do you know what that means? God says, I want you to prosper. I want you to be in health as your soul prospers, as you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I go to church once a week. I believe. No, folks, I'm, I'm going to say something that can be taken tough. Did you know that hell is going to be lined with people with good intentions? Jeremiah 23 says, Is not my word like a fire? A fire purifies. It cleanses. It also burns up the weeds. And you and I might be going through a little burning sensation right now, even as the preacher's preaching. And I know some of you are saying that, yeah, because that guy across the way, he needs to hear this. Far be it that the rest of that passage applies to you like a hammer breaking the rock of a hard head. <laughs> John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. His word is alive. Can somebody say amen? amen? This is my comfort in my affliction, the psalmist writes. Your word that you have given me. That's the comfort in my affliction. Good stuff, isn't it? Well, Pastor, you just don't understand what I'm dealing with. Can I tell you what the Word says? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of 
God. God said, you're trying to live by bread alone. You're trying to get by. He said, I got so much more for your life. Why don't you start trusting my word? Why don't you start trusting my grace? Why don't you start trusting my power to transform your life? First Peter 2. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of God's Word. Because that's the only way you'll grow. Can I tell you something about the church? It's a church that a friend of my wife and I's said for many years. And I've kind of picked it up from him. And she heard it years before because we met in this church. Well, we went to this church when we met. And that is the fact that the church is a mile wide and an inch deep. Maturity is not about age. It's not about tenure. It's about commitment to His work. You know how you know a mature Christian? How much of this they apply to their life. You know how much how do you find out an immature Christian? How much of this they use to excuse their life? Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.